0: Bill O'Reilly here, Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Small business hike prices because of inflation. California, the latest state to drop the mask mandate. Chicago's mayor blames rising crime on remote learning. A record number of people are betting on this year's Super Bowl. Also ahead, who is trying to destroy Joe Rogan. But first, 61% of small companies raising prices to offset higher costs. That's the biggest jump since 1974. The average increase for most companies, 15%. Biggest factors include supply chain problems and employee salaries. Inflation holding steady at about 7%. The unemployment rate hovering around 4%. Economists believe that figure, the unemployment figure, is artificially low because millions of people will not go back to work. California, ending the state's indoor mask mandate starting next week. Unvaccinated residents will still be forced to wear the face coverings in so-called high-risk settings like hospitals and nursing homes. Omicron mostly subsiding so far in February across the country. New infections down 70%. Worst hotspot right now, Tennessee. Mayor Lightfoot blaming Chicago's crime wave on school closures. Carjackings up 50% in the Windy City. Homicides, armed robberies, assaults, all breaking records. Says Ms. Lightfoot, quote, we started seeing this rise in 2020. There's a correlation Between remote learning and the rise in crime, unquote. Chicago was the first major city to close the schools when COVID hit. Students finally returning to classrooms just four weeks ago. A record 32 million Americans are expected to bet on this year's Super Bowl. The American Gaming Association forecasting roughly $8 billion will be wagered on the game this Sunday. A dozen states have legalized online gambling since last year's main event, including New York, Connecticut, Louisiana, and Wisconsin. According to bookmakers, in Vegas, 55% picked the Rams, 45% backed the Bengals, but beware. This game is extremely difficult to call. In a moment, somebody wants to wreck Joe Rogan's career. Right back. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day, the Joe Rogan situation. If you don't know him, he has the most successful podcast in the world. Mr. Rogan began in stand-up comedy around 1988. He then got a role in the NBC sitcom News Radio. Also, Rogan became an ultimate fighting championship interviewer In 1997, he still does UFC's color commentary for some events. In 2009, it was a podcast before the podcast became common. Rogan was a visionary. Now, about 11 million people watch or listen to him. It is the most popular podcast in the world, as I said. In May 2020, Spotify signed a reported $100 million deal with Rogan. I don't believe the figure, but that's what's out there. The agreement allows Spotify to stream Rogan's podcast exclusively. However, with success always comes problems. Critics claim Joe Rogan promotes misinformation about covid and that he allows conspiracy theories on his shows. And that has started a movement to remove, cancel Joe Rogan. Some celebrities who are boycotting Spotify because of Rogan, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, India Ari and others. Even Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are pounding Mr. Rogan. So why is this happening? Who is behind it? Now, I guess Neil Young organically could have done his campaign, but it's not very likely. What probably happened is that there is some group contacting liberal people, telling them to boycott Rogan. Spotify, the organization, is a Swedish company, and that works in Rogan's favor because it doesn't rely on corporate sponsorship, Spotify. If history is any indicator, this is all coming from the far left, and you factor COVID into this. That's why they're really mad at Rogan, because he allegedly put out COVID misinformation. Unfortunately, I don't know which far-left groups are trying to destroy Rogan, but I am trying to find out. The progressive left, of course, does not want any dissent on COVID mandates, but it's far more than that. Joe Rogan represents uncontrolled power. He works for himself. He does what he wants. The progressive left does not like that. It wants to have high-profile people controlled, especially if they're capable of saying things the far left doesn't want. And that is what is happening here. I will continue to investigate. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve the message by writing it. If you would like more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com, where you can see me on television. In a moment, something you might not know. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 58 years ago today, a rock band from central England performed for the first time in the USA on The Ed Sullivan Show. The group would become the most successful act in music history the Beatles had arrived. Here is the story. The Fab Four made landfall in the USA in 1964. After making it big in the UK, the band was scheduled to perform on Sullivan for three consecutive Sundays. Prior to their TV debut, advanced copies of their new single, I Want to Hold Your Hand, were sent to DJs across America, and the group sold more than one million records in its first month. After announcing the gig on Sullivan show, CBS received 50,000 ticket requests, but just 700 seats were available in the theater. For weeks, celebrities and fat cats were calling to get tickets for their kids. Walter Cronkite and Jack Parr scored seats for their children. Composer Leonard Bernstein was turned down. Richard Nixon's 15-year-old daughter Julie was one of the lucky few to see the Beatles. On February 9th, 1964, millions of Americans tuned in to see the Beatles for the first time. Oh yeah, tell you something. I think you understand. Now, during the concert, audio technicians cranked the group's microphones to full volume to drown out the screaming teenagers. The Beatles would remain the most popular act in America until breaking up in 1970. Throughout their 10-year career, the Fab Four racked up sales of 1.6 billion singles, 600 million albums, 25 number one songs. Their historic performances on The Sullivan Show featured 20 Beatle tunes, seven of which became smash hits. In total, the televised concerts were watched by a quarter of a billion viewers. In terms of percentage of America's population, the Ed Sullivan shows starring the Beatles remain the highest TV-viewed programs of all time. Back after this.